Why don't you lead us off this time? How about that? Oh gosh, I'm, you're putting yeah. me on the spot. I'm embarrassed. Okay. Hi, welcome to Your Mom with <laughs> Ashley Adams, <laughs> Pac-12 extraordinaire reporter. And Wait, Lisa hold McCaffrey. on. Do you not you you don't know my last name, do you? Adamson. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just all of a sudden had a blank. I couldn't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Keep going. I didn't mean to cut in. Keep going. Okay. And Lisa McCaffrey, mom of four boys. Yeah, I went to a wedding this weekend and I wrote the groom and bride. I wrote them a check and a beautiful card, spelled their new last name completely wrong. That's so sweet of you. Welcome to your mom. Your mom. Podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude, she's your mom. With Ashley Addison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. I'm really proud of you for that introduction. I think that you just like nailed that one out of the park. <laughs> I put you on the spot and said, why don't you welcome us into the podcast? And I think I think you nailed it. Uh, I'll get uh, Ashley I'll Adams with I'm... me. <laughs> Pac-12 extraordinaire. I like that. Uh, yes, I have two small children, five and three. Yep. And you have four sons, Lisa. Mm, goodness. All of them play in coaching football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And they're in their 20s. And I've been through the works, the ringer, up, down, left, and right. And here we are talking about moms. Uh, Best people on the planet. Welcome to your mom. (laughs) Uh, First things first, though, and I've got, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, but I need to give you a little bit of credit because my friend Cassie, who I've talked about on this podcast, one of my dearest friends, she texted me in the middle of the night on Friday. And her youngest, she's got two boys, her youngest has uh, had croup. Oh, and she said, so I guess it's going around. She said, do you, do you have any suggestions? And after she heard our episode a couple of weeks yeah. ago and your amazing medical advice about Seriously. sticking your kid's head in a freezer, she just said, did anything else additionally work? Cause I tried that and he's still having trouble breathing. But what she, then the follow-up is that she uh, reached out to the doctor and the doctor, that was the doctor's advice. Okay. Put, try, try sticking your kids. Head. So yeah. I just want to say, you know what, I thought you were, fu- I kind of thought you were full of shit and you, <laughs> it turns out you are a medical expert. So Ashley, I've been telling you since day one install, you have to listen to me. <laughs> I'm correct. I know these things, but you have to mix it. You have to put them in steam and then do the fridge. Right. I did tell combo. Cassie that. Right. So oh, I hope, oh, okay. I hope her little man is doing better. Me too. Um, but yeah. It's, What's his uh, name? Let's give him a shout out. Jonas. Jonas, his name, I hope his you're name is better. Jonas, and so he cute. is the cutest little, cutest little. I'm trying to do an arranged marriage for Cora and Jonas, so Perfect. I'm going to put that out in the world, okay, and see if it works. If you say it on a podcast, it comes to fruition. You were at a wedding yeah. this weekend. Speaking, I of was which, a beautiful an arranged oh God, marriage just, or no? Not, not an arranged marriage. No, it wasn't like Ed and I who got together to have <laughs> four white <laughs> to, fast to breed. kids. Yes, football players. As we've been accused, like Kate and Jen uh-huh. um, have been accused. Yes. Yeah. No, it was actually, I think it was for love. I don't know. There was some love there eventually. Whatever. It but, was a um, seven layer cookie, but that's it another was, episode. <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, no. Yeah. No, it was. A, oh, my gosh. It was the most beautiful wedding in Colorado. Just the most magical night. And just, you could just feel the love. It was awesome. I danced way too much. I am so sore from that wedding. If you were here, you would die because my whole house smells like Ben Gay, which I'm officially old because when I was younger, they'd be like, oh, rub Ben Gay on it. And I'm like, that's disgusting. I would never use that. 
now I'm old and I like, like it. It makes me, it soothes my neck. You that's went to a wedding and danced so hard that you have, have been <laughs> using Ben Gay on it. Like what is it? Hamstrings or quads? Or it's your my calves? neck from your doing neck. the neck twist. And, uh, well, and then I walked what kind in of dancing where you do, like, what kind of oh, dancing do you I don't, do? honest to God, I don't even know. I'm mortified. I did. Somebody posted a oh, thing of me. Dan, I'm mortified, but, and I We're went solo to too, solo without it. But you know what? Sometimes the wedding solo is fun though. It, it actually was fun. The first half of the wedding, of course, during the Lord's Prayer, the speeches, the first dances, I have my phone propped up on my on my wine glass, um, watching um, Rice play Louisiana. <laughs> so, and they won, by the way. And Luke had a won. touchdown. Such a nice that too. Such a nice, yeah, such a nice win. Thanks, Ashley. Um, no, it was such a beautiful win. They they needed that. Really, it's just a, a, a great win for that team. So anyway, it was exciting. And then, but yes, during the Lord's prayer, I belted out a bad word, mortified, because our quarterback got sacked really hard. And of course, and then the people next to me who I didn't know come to find out their daughter won the Voice. Are you kidding me? I'm like, and then so then I'm arranging the marriage with their daughter and Luke. I'm like, wait a minute, are you kidding? You're like, he just scored two touchdowns. Let me show you. I did. I go, look, he scored. Maybe we should. And they're like, well, he has. She has a boyfriend. I'm like, so what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh yeah, but then I yelled the f word, so I'm not doing him any favors. You yelled the f word during During the Lord's Lord's prayer. They had this. Oh my gosh, this priest magically he came in from 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 Boston. Thank you. I need help. I need to go find and apologize that man. But everybody at our table heard. They all kind of were startled. So I'm a horrible person. That's what I learned this weekend. Yep. No, and I have an affinity. You just for learned pyramids. that this weekend. You didn't just learn that this weekend. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've kind of known all along. Oh, so. anyway, man. Your okay, mom. Well, I'm glad you had a good time at the wedding though. Most importantly. And Luke won, which Luke is won, great. And, and, and the Bears won. Yes. And the, they won too. They won. Yes. So those two and one Panthers didn't. But wait, going back to Luke's game, my beautiful 81 year, 85 year old mother, big mama to support Luke, big mama went by herself to support Luke and he balled out just for her. So that was really cool. She did the whole trip by herself, got the Ubers, whatnot, walked to the game. Just, Oh my gosh. Just so so she had a blast. It was pretty amazing. Say one more time. How old big mama? She'll be 85 November 3rd. Okay. I met Betty when we were in Colorado over the summer and we did an interview with her. That one is, is coming up. We'll, we'll have that one for our listeners later, but mm. your mom is incredible, obviously like you, you know, you're incredible. So no doubt that your yeah, mom is yeah. too, but the fact that she like meeting her and she's a young 85, I mean, she's young to be to the fact she can do that's pretty but the amazing. fact that she can I mean, do that yeah, is amazing. Right. I give her a lot of credit. Good for her. Yeah, and I'm glad that awesome. Luke showed up for her. So now she just needs to go to all of his games. Did you tell her that? Can she go to every single game? Every you single love watching games with her. You said you said the other week that you <laughs> love watching games with her. Can I tell oh, you what I did last night? Yes, I want to hear every detail. I kind of know, but go. So, so I good. went to see Bonnie Raitt at so the good. Greek in Berkeley with my mom. It was her birthday present that I got her over the summer. And I could do a whole podcast on that show last night. Like she, I, I my obsession with Bonnie Raitt runs so deep. Um, my have, you ever karaoke, have you thing, ever karaoke Bonnie Raitt? Wait. Did you really? Did you? Are you really asking me that? Because yeah, that's one of the I'm really I'm asking. About. I'm so right Angel, here asking okay. you that. Yes. Right, here's the deal. Go. So it's it's hard to explain my obsession with Bonnie, but I think like her music defined my childhood in in both wow. good ways and bad. So Angel from Montgomery is my I think my favorite okay. song of all time. Okay. I sing it to my kids at night. Cute. I perform it at any time I can at a karaoke bar. No Much way. to everyone's dismay, because it's not a great karaoke song. Like it's not a traditionally great karaoke song, but it really 
if you bring the soul to it, like yeah. I think if you have the right audience, I've never found the right audience at a karaoke bar. That's do you think it's the audience or do you think it's you? It, well, I think it's them. I think it's them. It's you just you've yeah. not if you've not hit. I with just the think audience, that I no. haven't. I think I'm not going to the it's right their karaoke fault. bars. I'm not going yeah. to the right karaoke bars. Yeah, so it's, I'm that's have the to, problem. It's not your singing. It's not it's my not singing. You're it's not, not bringing the, the soul. They're, it's the freaking audience. Yeah, yeah, step up. You need their energy's off. Their you need Madison Square Gardens. That's what you need. <laughs> no, but her songs like just take you back. My mom, she that, would, you know, she had Bonnie Raitt on all the time when we were growing up. It's the first concert we ever went to. It was full circle. She took me to when no I was way. in seventh grade. She took me to Red Rocks oh, and cool. Bonnie Raitt Here. performed at Red Rocks, which is amazing. I fell asleep because I was, you know, eleven oh or twelve and just didn't. I was. It was, it was bad. At re, you but fell asleep at Red Rocks. I, watching I laid a down on the cement and fell asleep. Yeah, were I was kind like, of a narcoleptic when I was younger. Like no one would go to movies with me. Like I just fell asleep all the time. I don't think I was getting enough sleep. Yeah, that's what, yeah, sounds like it. But I, we would just, you know how there are songs, and I don't know if you have any music like this growing up, oh, but just yeah. they take you to a place in time. Like my older brother, Alex, and I, if we're together, and you know the song, I Can't Make You Love Me, it's that really yeah. sad one about of course, like relationships that don't work out. Like I sing it to Ed every time I talk to him on the phone <laughs> now. Yeah. It's like our theme. That was kind of, that was our wedding song. We went down the aisle to that song, but... <laughs> This song, and also for for our listeners who maybe don't know that song, like go listen to it right now it because is it is beautiful, beautiful oh, and it is so like, sad. And yeah, anyone who so has been through a breakup, which is pretty yeah. much everybody, like you. And she said it last night before she performed it. She said, "This is for all the people who know that they're gonna have to leave the person that they're with. Like oh, you know that pain." And she was, it is amazing. That's but, our wedding song. That's why it's your wedding song. It's a beautiful. It's a perfect wedding. Wait, a good way to start off a marriage. It's a, it's a great way. Yeah, because uh, you gotta she, set the bar low. Who did she write that for? Do you? I love learning like I the story. Actually, don't I should look, look that, that up because I'm yeah. sure. And she was married for nine years. Okay. Um, but she. What was interesting is that she never had kids. Huh. And my mom said that last night. I looked at my mom. I said, "Did she? You know, could we get Bonnie Raitt on? Like, is she a mom yeah. or what's the?" And she said, "You know, no, she never had kids, and she's been really." intentional about it and I was so I was looking huh. it up this morning like why has she talked about it and there was an interview she did with the times like back in the 90s where she just said that you know it's like such a massive commitment to raise children and how right. she instead wanted to like devote all of her time and her energy and resources to the causes that are near and dear to her heart so wow like I said she was married eight years to an actor she's no longer married but she just said like my job is to I think her quote is like my job is to mother the causes that I'm involved in and it's so hard for me to say no that wow. even though I think about all the people that I'm saying no to and just I want to be able to give myself to the causes that I believe in. And it's a really selfless. Yes. I mean, I think some people I, yeah. you look at it and it's like, I, oh, my gosh, having kids is amazing. But I think, yeah, that intentionality. I was just so struck. It reminds that. me. And I don't know that like Oprah never had kids. Neither did Dolly Parton. And they're both, you know, incredibly committed to like really good causes. So maybe yeah, I'm hoping you that think is of all the people that they helped because right. they had more bandwidth oh. and time and right. that it was an intentional choice. And I think I, I will just say like the choice to become a parent or not to become a parent. And I have a lot of friends who I've talked about this with, right, who mm -hmm. are not sure if they want to become parents or they're not, they don't feel the draw to become a mom. Like I always right. knew that I wanted to be a mom, but I don't think everybody feels that way. And I, I don't think they do either. The older I've gotten, the more people yeah. I've met that have it. And, and I respect that because here's the thing, like you got to choose. Right. It's, it's like expected, right? That everybody, you just, oh, you, you're going to be a parent. Like, yeah, you, you grow up and you're going to yeah, be a mom you're... and you, have, and that's the way that it sort of unfolds. But it's not that way. And I think I just, I don't know. I, I respect the hell out of how, you know, any decisions that people make. So everybody gets to make their own decisions for their own lives. And you think about the emotional roller coaster 
like the financial fears and worries and then, and then all the fears that are attached to having kids because you're just like walking around with your heart outside of your body as soon as you have kids. <laughs> right. Um, that I don't know. I just, I think I, I respect and understand why people don't want to. I always say though, and I told my friend this who I talked, you know, she she's not sure if she wants to have kids. And I said, I, the, the one thing I wish is that I wish you could have, I wish you could try it on. I wish you could try yeah. parenthood out right. before you made the decision because- you can't explain it. Like from the outside, why would anyone become a parent, Lisa? Like, honestly. I know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I felt a need in, deep inside of me that, okay, yes, I think I, I this is the path I would definitely am going to take. I know. I, I just, I wanted to be a parent. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't from a like very a young age. Or I you knew got you very to. young. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. We just, I just, I knew I wanted to be. Yeah. But and I, I think, I, yeah, I just, I think it's so interesting because well, and this is what I always say too, and I've I've told Chris, my husband, this. Uh, so I don't think this will. I'm hope I'm hoping he's not hearing this for the first time. Um, but you think that you know, you know, you think you understand love. You think you love all of these people so deeply in your life, and you do. You love your family. You love your spouse. You love your partner. You've you just you love your friends, and then you have <laughs> a baby, or or you adopt a baby, and you hold that little blob in your arms for the first time, and like. I get emotional even just like thinking about it. Your heart, my heart, at least for me, I can speak. It felt something it has never felt before. Like right. when I held Collins for the first time, it was, and same thing with Cora. And I'm assuming, I don't know, maybe by the time you have four, it it, it gets old. You're like, okay, <laughs> no, here you go. No, I, no, and I'd love you to would say just something give, sarcastic like, can you, inside, do you remember those but moments? no, every one of them, it was, <sighs> it was just. Incredible. Your heart explodes. Yeah, it explodes. You do. And you become like with, especially the first one, you go from being this like, like selfish person in, in a way, you know, oh, it's all about me. And then all of a sudden you have a baby and you're like, I, you don't it even think matter. about yourself. It's all about them. Yeah. It it's is true. all about your kids then. And, and it's, it's wonderful. Like you said, messy, it can be ugly, but it, it can be, it's the most amazing thing. That's that, that, but I also get people not wanting to do it. Cause it's a lot. It's, it's right. your whole life changes. Every, nothing is ever the same. Nothing's and, and the same. And you can exactly tell people it. that you can tell, yeah. you know, new moms that pregnant people and they don't get it until they have one. Well, and I also think, and you talk about it, and I've had a lot of friends who have dealt with postpartum depression, and that is yeah. a very real thing. So mm -hmm. all the new moms out there who are feeling like, hey, yeah, I love my kid, but I'm also not. I remember when I got home with Collins, you know, the, my oldest from the hospital, and just having that feeling of like looking around going, oh, my God, <laughs> nothing is ever going to be the same. And and again, yeah. would the the love that you feel is is so powerful, but there is also that sense of just nothing is about you. Because for so long like they just, you just give and 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 they take and take and take and take and take and take and take. Right. And there are moments that you get back, but like it takes a long time before there's that feeling of like, oh, I'm just, I'm literally just going to give everything to you and you are just going to take it. I remember the first three months of each, pretty much each of the kids just feeling completely trapped. Like I'll never leave the house. Um, and I also, I didn't want anybody to watch them. I'm, I'm the only one that can do this. You know, I just had that weird feeling and I yeah. know that's messed up. It's hormones and whatnot. But I remember it three months, about three months for all of them when they're first, they smiled for the first time, they smiled at you. And that's when I'm like, that's when okay. I felt like the first glimmer of like, okay, I get this. There's, this is so worth it. All that, you know, the breastfeeding, the mastitis and all everything. Finally, finally, I'm give, getting a little. And then from there, it's just, you know, each little thing is the biggest deal ever. It is. It is. And the, and the joy that you get, right? And you talk about yeah. oh, mastitis. Oof. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Oh my! I, there nipples was, just started to hurt. Bre- when yeah, I said breastfeeding. That. We should do a whole freaking series on <laughs> or not. I get whatever. Oh my god, that was that was when you truly feel like you are not yourself. Like I remember yeah. having this. Um, I was it was back from I think with Cora. I can't remember. It was one of them, but it was my first week back. It must have been Cora, and I was on the road at Colorado. It was the Colorado Nebraska game in 2019, oh, wow. and it was a million degrees, and it was our first big road show. And I'm in the bathroom, like the public bathroom, not even like there was no, you know, we were because we were in the public mm-hmm. terrace. I'm in the public bathroom wearing a dress, sweating bullets, like just yep. sweating bullets. I have my iPad out because oh. I'm trying to watch the game because we have to talk about it at halftime. So I have my iPad out. I'm watching it and I'm pumping in the <laughs> stall of this like public bathroom and just I'm dripping sweat. I've got mi- like there's milk everywhere. It was one of those moments that I just like looked around and I'm like started started laughing. I said yeah. picture my I, I, Colleen was our producer at the time, one of my dear friends. Um, our producer of the show was a woman, and I sent her a picture of like the pump stuff and like yeah. where. And I'm like, just the picture. This, I need a raise. Uh, yeah, and she was like, she was like, God, I love you so much. But it was, and that's when it goes back to like having women who you work with and support you, and, and having like those yeah. friends who. Who just, right. I can I wouldn't have sent that to my male producer. I don't think I probably would have had to go to HR or something. <laughs> but I, it was one of those things that I just was like, dude, I am in this. And then finally, you pull back and you're like, does do I need to? You know, I've, you have all this guilt about all these different things. And I remember thinking, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just breastfeed for as long as I can and as long whatever. But then all of a sudden, when you when you feel like you're ready to stop, I mean, I was ready to stop very early yeah. on, but it's hard to because you have all right. of these such a detachment and emotions. Yeah. Right. So anyway, right. not to sidetrack that, but <laughs> I do want to say my it, it is an emotional roller coaster, right? Like being. Oh parent, my gosh, it is. You are. Oh, last night we were. Over. I was flipping through channels trying to go to sleep, and um, have you ever seen the movie Parenthood, 1989? Yes. Eve Martin. Movie. You remember Great the movie. grandma at the end talking about life's a roller coaster? Yes. You can get on the merry-go-round, but that just goes around and around. <laughs> the roller coaster is way more fun. That's motherhood, That's the roller motherhood. coaster, the ups and the downs, the in-betweens at 100%. And oh, that just depicted it so wonderfully. That I'm is like, the perfect analogy. Wow. Yeah. And it never stops. I mean, even my 28-year-old, oh I my know. gosh, it never ends. It changes a little, but it's every day. It's like, that's all, you know, you still to this day, I'm what, 53. And that's all I think about. Oh, I count to four. Where is each person? I, this is so dorky. I wake up and I check the weather of where every kid is. Aww. Come on. I need to get a light. That is, yeah. no, that's sweet. <laughs> and then are you like, are you wearing your rain boots today? Christian? Yeah. Like, Hey, bring an umbrella. <laughs> no, no, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, okay. Last thing on like the emotional, dr- so I will just say my, my friend Mike had this perfect, and this was I just just popped in my head when you talked about the merry-go-round versus roller coaster analogy. He had uh, this is a, a friend of ours, and he said that there was some college guys that he was hanging out with many years ago after he had had a kid, and they were like, "What? Like, why? Like, why do you got? Why do people have kids? Because everyone I know who has a kid is exhausted, stressed yeah. out, complaining, they can't do anything. They're complaining, <laughs> right. like they just like what? Can you get tell me why? And my friend Mike looks at me and said, "Well, why do you do drugs?" And the guys were kind of like, well, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, huh? what? And he goes, okay, just think about this. Like, hear me out on this analogy. Kids are like drugs. The lows are so low. Like after you, right. you know, like after you feel oh, yeah. horrible or maybe it's drinking, whatever it may be, whatever yeah. advice you have. Uh, but the highs, like when it's good and you're feeling good, and he's like, and yeah. that is it with the having kids. Like, yes, right. the lows are low, but then there's a moment or they, they smile at you or they connect with you or you watch them do something for the first time. And that high, like yes. that feeling, that serotonin that you get from, from seeing that mm-hmm. 
it carries you through and you do it all over again. Like it's why our species has survived, I guess. Absolutely. Ashley, would you rather live a life just completely like even and flat 50, 50 all the time yeah. or the hundred to zero? Like it's, it's I, you ask people that and people have different reactions. Totally. To and I think, really and again, do. that goes back to like, it's your choice, right? Like right. I think it is, you shouldn't just assume that everybody wants to have kids. Cause I think a lot of people and, and, and rightfully so don't because it and is. And you can get those highs and lows from not having kids as well. Yeah. You can, but, you can yeah. I mean, there's absolutely some great but, drugs we can recommend, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Where's Marilyn? Where's Marilyn? Yeah, we need Marilyn to come back. But you talk about the emotional roller coaster. You never know what is right around the corner. Like I dropped Cora, my three-year-old off this morning. She's super independent, has never had... She had like a death grip on me. Like she just would not let go. And I'm like trying to peel her off and hand her to the teacher. And it's so sad. And she's... Waving at me out the window and crying no. and just like, come back. And that's not like her, huh? It's not like her at all. And so I was so disoriented. I went out to where my car was parked. I got in the wrong car. No. Oh, like, <laughs> literally like the grandmother took in me like a minute. Remember the grandmother in parenthood? And he's like, if she's so smart, why is she in the neighbor's car? Yeah. <laughs> that's you. That was me. That was me. And I'm like, and it took me a minute and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not. And then I like get out and I really confused the dad who was, you know, sorry to the dad who was dropping off his kid, who was like this crazy You're in my car. lady just was in my car and was about to drive That's so a car good. that had not, so it didn't good. even look like my car. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even close to my car. But anyway, that just goes to show like there's some, there's some emotional things that happen and you never know when it's going to be a good day and when it's going to be a bad right. day. Right. Right. How's Christian doing, by the way? Speaking of which. Oh, he's good. He's 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 good. He's good. Do you talk I mean, to him after lost. games? When yes, you- yes, yeah. yeah. We we usually text right after on the away games, and then when he gets in his car after he uh, gets back home, we talk him talk him off the ledge, and then he moves on. So no, he's good. He's good. I mean, it's it's only two games, and they have a big game this weekend that I just figured out I'm going to go to. So um, obviously because it's home, but um, no, he's, he's, he's still passionate. He's still excited. And he just, he still thinks this team is just as, Oh, they can do it. But it was so close again. So close. That's the problem. They're so close. It's heartbreaking. That's what, that's what's, I think it's, um, I hate saying it, but you almost like would, should, would it be better if they got killed or they blew somebody out? I'm like, no, no those close excruciating losses are, well, yeah. and then you just, you, and you know this from watching the hundreds and hundreds of games of football that you've watched, and it's true with any sports, but in particular football, like the narrative and the <laughs> feeling around yes. a team and a coach and all of that, like yeah. is dependent upon one or two things breaking a certain way in any given game. Oh, I mean, I, I was at like UCLA one this penalty. Weekend. Oh yes. Okay. They right. won on a, they, they oh, UCLA yeah. beat South Alabama. Uh, and there were a lot of fans who were, I mean, they were trailing pretty much the whole game, but they had a game winning drive right at the wow. end, kicked a field goal. The kid who kicked the field goal, he was four for four from field goals. He was just put on scholarship. Like, Oh my gosh. Maybe See, a month ago. And he had missed one earlier in the season that I think really crushed him. And so he went four for four, hit the game winning field goal. And it went from being like, oh my God, the sky is going to be falling if UCLA loses this game right. and as people are, fans are going to start talking about Chip Kelly, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but then instead they, okay, they won and yeah. they're on to the next week and we're headed to- Ashley, that's that's my life. That's people exactly- don't know, People on the outside don't know it. Right. And then know. you then you let your, your mind wander. You're like, wow, if we win this, this would be the greatest because of X, Y, Z. And then, but then, oh wait, but then they go behind and they're losing. And it, oh my gosh, it was, it's so hard. It's, it's literally a roller coaster every game, yes. just like having kids. Just like having kids. And then yes. you get vested in each kid. Like you get to know, I know all of Luke's friends on the team and you I just know. want them to do so That's well. That's why you know, you're screaming F-bombs during the Lord's <laughs> prayer because you're worried about oh. his quarterback. 
gosh, totally. I love him. TJ, that's his roommate too. Oh, he's the man. So anyway, yeah, lots, there's a lot of emotions involved in that as well. Uh, it's anyway, hard. Yeah, it's life, hard. Huh? Poor yeah. Cora. She's just, it's, what do you think she's doing right now? She's probably sobbing, crying. Just like, missing her mom. Just missing her mom. Team. Just totally. Yeah. I'm sure she hasn't had a single ounce of fun. I bet she's, she's probably going to go on a hunger strike. Yeah. I was the thing. I'm like, do you want to sit down and have a second breakfast? Like, here, let's take out your lunch. And she was just like, oh. yeah, it's hard. But hey, she'll she'll survive. Yeah. And I do think, too, like this is one thing that I am I feel very strongly about. That is one of the hardest. And it's one of the best books I've read. I can't know if I've talked about it on the podcast yet. But my favorite parenting book um, is called. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's called in one no. second. <laughs> um, I need some of that lion's mane. Blessings of a Scandinee. Blessings of a Scandinee oh, is the name of the Okay, book. never heard of it. I love it. It is excellent. And it's this woman, and a lot of it's about the teachings based on like the Jewish, um, kind of like Jewish tradition of raising kids. So okay. It's really interesting. And one of the things that uh, the author talks about a lot is the need for kids to, like for parents to allow their kids to screw up and to feel sad and to experience heartbreak and all of those things yes. that you want to protect your kids from. Yeah. But you yep. know... Like you just know that they're going to have to go through it. It's the only way they learn. And it's right. so hard because you're like, you don't have to do this. Yep. And I don't yep. want you to do this. But like your your heart's going to get broken. You yep. are yep. going to be left out. You're going to you mess know, up. You're going to have yeah. yeah Colin's getting yep. pushed around by some kid at his soccer practice last week. And I just look over and he's like sitting behind the goal just crying. No. And I go over there and I'm like, bud, what happened? And he's like, so-and-so pushed me and told me he didn't like me. And like <sighs> my initial instinct was to go over there and be like, Hey, you, yeah. get over here, you little the, shit. The like, snowplow or the, um, yeah. the Zamboni mom. That's and what I'm they like, call them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. well, okay, what do you want? And I actually didn't really know what to do. I'm, I'm curious. I'd actually be curious for you, like when people are mean, and I guess it depends on the age and the situation, but right. when Always someone mistreats your kid, yeah. oh, how do yeah, you no. react to that? Because essentially what I did was I just said, if you want to talk to him about about it but afterwards, good. go ahead. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not going to say anything. Right. Um, and it, he was fine, you know, and yeah. people, but the thing is people are going to be mean to him all the time when I'm not around. Right. So he doesn't need me to fix his problem. To micromanage. Exactly. Yeah, no, and exactly. he needs to learn but how to manage. Hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard to watch so people mistreat oh. kids. I remember um, Max one time, the oldest was um, left out. He was the only boy not invited to some kid's birthday party. Um, and I, oh my gosh, he got in the car and he was, he was, he's the type, he holds it in. He doesn't want to show emotion. He doesn't want to show that he's sad. And I had found out what happened and oh my gosh, I had a pit in my stomach. It's the oldest kid. First time something like this happening and I'm sick. I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm sick to my stomach. So what we did is we, I ended up just, we did, I knew he was upset about it. I didn't want to draw attention to it cause he was about to cry. And we went and we ended up getting ice cream. And I think I took him to some other friends outside of a different school to kind of my, my goal in that, I thought, you know what, it'll be good for him to realize that not everything revolves around this school, that yes, it's, there's that a big good. world out there. Right. And he happened to have some basketball friends that he had he'd played with forever. And so I scrounged some of them up and they, and he ended up playing with them and completely forgot about it and had a great night. That was, that was one thing I remember thinking I did, you know what, that's a, I think that, that was, was a good, good job. That was and then you realize thing. it's a big world. So someone hurt your feelings right here. You know what? Thank you. Next. Ariana Grande, thank you. Next, move on and whatever. And then they end up being friends later on, right? And that's the thing because kids are kids are jerks and like <laughs> yeah. And then the next minute, especially and, boys. One thing yeah. I've learned is in general, this is such a generalization, but um, girls hold grudges. They don't forget. Boys, oh my gosh, she'll come home to bent like, oh, he was mean. He did this, and the next day they're like best friends playing on the playground. It's someone said to me with boy raising boys. I still boys, remember. It's like, I know that boy warfare? that left him out. Yeah, yeah. I, I screw him. Um, I hope he's listening and, to this podcast. And Dylan dated his sister later on, but that's a whole other story. 
the best revenge. Well, <laughs> but it's someone said to me one time, having boys is like physical warfare, and yes. having girls, it's like Mental. psychological warfare. Yep. Which is, it is, it's true. Cause I I think that, I think there's definitely some elements of truth to that. And there's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a longer path. Girls are meaner, especially I think younger cause boys, they're mean and they like fight and then they they get over it. it. Fine. I've learned a lot from raising boys in that sense. Like, you know, I can go on a run and kind of forget whatever issue I'm, you know, I'm having, I'm mad at somebody or else like they, like they do talk it out. Right. That's so the that one advice. time when you slapped me and then you were just like totally over it, like now yeah. I understand. I was fine, I, but you were being a bitch. I mean, I what was, do you want me to do? Yeah, like, and then I like cried on. for three days. Yeah, and sorry, I but it. don't be a yeah. bitch. Now, then you learned you and next. now you won't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never slapped Ashley for the record. No, <laughs> no. I've wanted to. But if, yeah, you, I was going to say, you should. <laughs> if you've ever wanted to, you definitely should. But who hasn't wanted to? Where's Cora? Amen, Cora, Amen to that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, yes. You, I, I hear you're going, you've got a party to go to. Got a little birthday party. Yes. You, I, and I was you joking. You're like the socialite. I love on a Monday you're going to a party. I know. No, party. it's an impromptu birthday party. Sum up from the wedding. It's called Sum Up. We do that. After a big party, we'll all get together and do a sum I up. It's the best. Love so fun. that. Like, oh, oh my gosh. My can God. you believe she said that or he said that or they did that? They did that. It's so good. And this was a huge wedding. So there's so much drama. I'm not good drama, though. Nothing. I hate saying drama because it sounds Yeah. Dead. But just Fun. like there's a lot to like, you need to debrief. take in. You a need to, to debrief. absorb. Yeah. Yeah. I, debrief. Exactly. What a great idea. So fun. Yeah. Oh, oh my so God. Good, so. Okay. That's awesome. Well, yeah. hey, here's the deal. Um, we are on YouTube now. So hopefully mm-hmm. the plan is you're going to be able to like go watch this episode if you want. And I will right. tell you that you should go watch mm-hmm. it because TikTok. Lisa is wearing the most beautiful outfit. Like you look fantastic. <gasps> look, yes. I'm like Show mature. Me that blazer. Mature. You, do. you look for someone who's going to go meet up with some ladies and like talk shit about what happened at a wedding, you look really <laughs> professional. Well, these ladies dress up. I'm like, I, I look normal for them. They dress, they dress so nicely and I'm, I can't compete, but I do have a nice jacket that I just bought. So thank you, you Veronica fantastic. Beard. Shout out to Veronica Beard. Shout feel out Veronica free, Beard, our feel, future sponsor with Hello Feel Fresh. free to sponsor us because yep. just like mature, like nice on the go clothes. Ashley, you should try to get Veronica Beard for your for your weekends. I you're should. on air. You're hot. By okay. the way, your outfit again, your salmon pants. I saw I saw the picture. Thank you. you look like a million bucks. Thank you. I'm I appreciate shocked that, that stadium I, wasn't full just to check out your just, pants. Well, I appreciate it. Was gold. I was just trying to do my part. <laughs> you know, those salmon pants. I appreciate you. And I, your orange dress was fantastic too. You, you oh, I looked smoked, like smoked a caution. I look like a caution cone at the wedding. That was my big joke. So. <laughs> like a hot oh. ass caution cone. Yeah. Like look out. Uh, I to say we sent out our first newsletter and I have heard from so many people who I, I guess didn't know we were doing this podcast so if this is your yeah. first foray into our show like welcome we love welcome. you we're so excited to have you mm-hmm. um like I feel said we're free on to YouTube call now. And say, feel free to call and write in why you want to punch Ashley yeah that that would be we should do a whole show on that we'll do like a live feedback live listener <laughs> feedback next week I am so pumped. Yes. Martha Thomas, Solomon yes. Thomas, who played oh, at Stanford. Literally one of my therapy the world. He's now at the Jets. So I've the just really humans. quick, I bonded with, she was the first woman I bonded with when Christian was looking at colleges. We went out for our official visit together. Mm-hmm. We spent so many, so many games together. I love her. I love her family and I can't wait to talk to her. She's, she's phenomenal. phenomenal. You're going to love her. And, and we should mention she, she's amazing and Solomon is incredible and yeah. they have been through something as a family that no one yeah. ever wants to go through or can even imagine going through. But and, and, the and I just to watch them turn it into a positive yes. is so inspirational. And yes. I, I just love them. That's it. So just we're going to talk them. about, cause it is, this is suicide prevention month. And so she was yeah. saying we're really busy this month cause we've got all these different things and they've started a foundation and Solomon's yeah, the defensive line, it's called the defensive line. So yeah. go donate. Go and we'll, we'll go in, we'll out. get into that next week, but I just do not miss that. I, I'm so excited to, to talk to 
her and she's she's amazing and Solomon is one of the best I mean I remember the first time I oh. met him I was just like god that that's a kid honestly you like me yeah. and you're like that's somebody you want your kid to marry like a hundred percent and my kid was best one of his best yeah. friends at the, the yeah. I was so happy, proud of that because he's amazing love him. Um, the last uh, thing that I'm gonna leave with is that I when I was at the Bonnie Rate concert with my mom yes. last night um <laughs> which I love you, mom. I had so much fun. Go spend time with your mom. Yeah. That if, if, if your mom is still around and you can, what I'm telling you right now is go plan like a lunch or a whatever. Yes. It doesn't need to be anything. Call, even just, a phone call. Even a phone call. Just, Heck a text. The only it's, it's alone time with your mom. Cause I yeah. realized I didn't have our kids. Like when I'm ever we're together, right. there's so much going on, but I got to just Kinda sit nice. and chat with her and she is really funny. Yeah. And I just want to tell you mom, cause I never answered this last night, but she looked at me at one point in the concert and she goes, oh, do you smell that skunk? No, no, no. She's and it's so bad. It smells. Oh, Ashley, that's so weird. It smells Somebody just like up. the skunk at my house who comes out at night. Like, oh, it's just so. Who's her who are her neighbors? Yeah. And I'm like, so mom, here's the deal. That's pot, mom. That's what we call pot. It's not skunk. It's pot. I mean, it's skunk marijuana, You're, I guess. I think your it's mom so is incredibly weird. intelligent, super smart and really like yeah. savvy and she just gets people. She does. And she thinks you're funnier than I am. So I, that's, that's what you told me right about that. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I love Lisa, I love you. You did such a good job on the intro. Do you want to close out the podcast and, and say goodbye to everyone? Because you just nailed the intro. I want you to be able to have like a full circle moment. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We are signing out from your mom, Ashley Adamson and Lisa McCaffrey. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode with Martha Thomas. Let's go. Okay, so bonus material. This is our first bonus material. TJ, our amazing producer. Uh, Lisa has signed off, but TJ popped on. And you've got some information, TJ, on some Bonnie Raitt. You, you have some bon the Bonnie Raitt info that we didn't know. You, yes. You, what do you got for me? Tell me what. So, okay. Okay. So now this is from, it's smoothradio.com that got it stuff from Wikipedia. So you, you don't need to quote any sources. That we just, we just, we no just need to, should be quoted. We, 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 we just need to, to, you know, give a little, give a little background there. But so she was asking like, why Bonnie Raitt wrote the song, stuff like that. So the writers- I Can't from, Make You Love Me is the one we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, sorry. I Can't Make You Love You. Let, let, me, let me be clear. Um, the writers, from what I found, are Mike Reed and Alan Shamblin. And the story behind how this song came about was when Reed read an article about a man who got arrested for getting drunk and shooting at his girlfriend's car. And then in court, the judge said, asked if he'd learned anything- to which the guy replied, I learned, Your Honor, that you can't make a woman love you if she don't. And that is where the song came from, which is just amazing to me. It's, and I hope he, I mean, I, I guess I don't hope that he got off, but I hope that that was such a poignant moment. And the judge probably for a second was like, you know what, you're probably, you're right. You are 100%. You can't make someone love you if they don't. That's true. Or, or someone in the court was like, that's a good song lyric. That might be a song one day. And then boom. I wonder if you got any royalties is the real question. <laughs> I'm going to go with probably not. <laughs> okay. Well, you're gonna have to do some more Wikipedia searching because you've only got like the, the scratching the surface on this. Yes. Story. And another, another, uh, uh, another added note is that the song was so sad that Bonnie Raitt only recorded it one time. She record recorded it once. And when they tried to do it again, she said, it's just not going to happen. She was like, I, like wow. I can't, I can't bring up that emotion again. So we're only going to do it one time. It it is. I mean, and she. I saw it performed live last night, and I'm telling you, and it's that's amazing that they only ever recorded it once. 
Um, it's real. It's the, and I think everybody who listens to it, which is why I was laughing when we stopped and you <laughs> popped on and you were swaying back and forth. Like, I don't know what the rights is, you know, deal is on these podcasts, but like, can we trail out a little bit with just a little bit of Bonnie? I, I think we might song? be able to, might be able just to like, sleep out like of there real quick. Just seven seconds. Enjoy, enjoy Bonnie Ray, TJ, thank you for educating us. I think we should do this more on, you come on on the end and say, hey, for all this stuff that you guys just threw up against the wall, like, let me give you some real facts. I think that would probably be good for our listeners. Now, Thanks before, for before listening. we go, I just, Ash, you know before we go, we got really a question about? for you. Which time made you more sad when you heard it? The first time you heard it or when you, when you just heard it live? Which one hit well, you more? Here's the thing. And I didn't really get into this in the episode because I, I, I don't know. I didn't want to make it like a sob story about childhood. But <laughs> that song is so poignant to me mm -hmm. because, you know, my mom and I've talked about this. My mom and dad got divorced when we were young. And so we lived with my mom in Michigan. Um, and Sunday nights, I just remember that song, her playing that song and we'd be doing chores. Like we'd be, I'd be dusting, you know, the table and she'd put, have that song on. And like, we'd all three of us, my older brother, my mom and I, we'd all just be like crying. Like it was so sad. And I just, that song has so many, brings up so many emotions. And now I have plenty of wonderful Bonnie Raitt memories and my mom <laughs> has great taste in music and like there's plenty of upbeat and exciting and happy songs and I have a lot of those good memories but every time I hear that song and my brother and I say every time it comes on I'm like oh god I just want to like curl up in a ball and like just cr have a good cry and so last night when she played it oh my mom and I were both sobbing crying like tears oh. I mean everybody in the everybody everyone was you know there's just like weed in the air everyone's so high <laughs> and everyone's just sobbing crying uh, because again, there is every now and then a song that I think just resonates with everyone mm -hmm. and probably whether you've been on, everyone's been on one side of it where you're in a relationship that you can't make them love you one way or the other, either you're the one that's not loved or you're the one that's not doing the loving. And, uh, I think probably that is why it is so poignant and just the, the melody of it. So that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Should we get into your relationships? Like, should we talk about what... <laughs> You know, I think that's for a, I think that's for a future episode. Okay. I think I gotta right. I gotta prepare myself. I just poured for my that heart way. out. <laughs> See, I'm and, and then I'm, TJ's like, "Thank you." Next, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we had a Bonnie Raitt and Ariana Grande reference in the same podcast, that's, like, I, I might be a first in podcast I, history. I'd say so. We got, we have a lot of range here on the Your Mom podcast. That's I will say that. This is about me not letting Lisa actually say goodbye. <laughs> she had to sign off to go on her lunch. And I'm like, okay, how can I have the last word? So obvious. I'm so obvious. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>